we're going to be looking today at probably one of the most difficult passages of scripture to really get our head around. And so I want you to work with me as we seek to understand uh, this passage of scripture. Before we do, let's pray together. Heavenly Father, thank you so much for your love. We rely on your love so much. I pray that as we get into your word today, that you would speak to our hearts, that you would teach us, O oh God, that we might end up at the end of this time understanding you better and understanding our role better here on earth. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. So the title of my sermon is Grace for the Undeserving, which makes me think of myself when I was a kid. Uh, my mother had a sister, Janet. We called her Aunt Janet. She was a missionary in Iran for 20, 25 years as a, a midwife and training midwives in the hospitals there. And every birthday and every Christmas, Aunt Janet would send me a gift. Now, we lived in California, and I didn't see her very often. She'd come visit us once in a while when she was on furlough. And I don't know if I wrote back to her or not. You know, kids, they, you know, tear off the paper off the, pre off the present. And, you know, uh, who, who, who gave that to me? It doesn't matter, you see. But, but Aunt Janet thought of me even if I didn't think about her. And that's, that's kind of what grace is. Grace is showing favor to the undeserving. I want you to think about that. We're working on a definition of what grace is. Grace is showing favor to the undeserving. Now, if you've been around church for a while, you've heard a number of scriptures that relate to this. One of those is Romans 5, 8. But God demonstrates his own love for us in this. While we were still sinners, Christ died for us. He didn't wait till we got better. <laughs> didn't wait till we had reformed. Uh, while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Here's another familiar one. Uh, Ephesians 2, 8 and 9. It is, for it is by grace you have been saved, through faith. And this not from yourselves, it is the gift of God, not by works so that no one can boast. Grace, not by works, not because you deserve it, not because you're worthy of it. It's grace, which uh, leads us to, to work on this definition of grace. It's a Greek word, charis. We get our word charisma from, from this uh, Greek word. It means uh, favor, favor that is just given by the giver. I think of a rich man or a rich woman that just gives stuff away because it doesn't really matter if the person is worthy of it. It's just the giver. It, this word in Greek, is, it's important for us to understand this. Grace 
is giving whether or not the person deserves it or has earned it. I mean, it has nothing to do with earning or, or deserving. It has to do with the giver and the giver's love and the giver's generosity. Uh, it's favor that's neither earned nor deserved and has nothing to do with how much you deserve it or earned it or were a nice boy or girl. Uh, in, in the Gospels, the word grace, charis, is used, I think, four times. But the word that appears in the Gospels is the word agape, agapao, love. You probably heard about agape love. Love which is unselfish love, God's love for us. John 3.16, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. Why did he do that? Because he loved. It had nothing to do with how good we we were. That's grace. You, you get in the concept of grace. Grace is favor which is neither earned or deserved. Now Jesus taught grace without using the word. Uh, he taught about it in parables. I think of the parable of the Good Samaritan, the parable of the prodigal son. You see God's grace on full display. Uh, he did it in his actions. He would. He traveled all over, all over uh, Palestine, and he would find people who were who were sick, and he would reach out and he'd touch them. They had leprosy. Well, you didn't touch a person with leprosy. You might get it yourself. Be clean. He just. Gave, he gave. Didn't matter about the person. One time he was in the temple and there was a lady who had been caught in the act of adultery and they brought her up and they were trying to put Jesus, Jesus on the spot. Rabbi, learned rabbi, what should we do to this lady? She's caught in adultery. Should we stone her? That's what they wanted him to say. But they thought, uh, you know, he's too soft. He won't say that. We'll, we'll catch him. And he said... Let the one who's never sinned cast the first stone. And he kind of scrawled something in the dust of the floor of the temple. And they thought about it a little bit and decided that they didn't want to be there. Everybody left and finally just the woman and Jesus and Jesus' disciples. And he said, woman, has anyone condemned you? She says, no, master. He says, neither do I condemn you. Go and sin no more. Grace. Grace. Doesn't depend on, on the recipient. It depends on the giver. That's what grace is all about. Now, you're probably familiar with the golden rule, and we'll run across it in the passage we're about to look at, but I want to just touch on it. The golden rule is an ethical guideline. Uh, essentially, ethics are rules which help us figure out what's the right and moral and just thing to do in any given situation. I mean, you, you can go to college and take courses on ethics. And uh, sometimes I wish our politicians took courses on ethics. <laughs> but um, ethics is figuring out what is the moral and right and just good thing to do. And probably at the very top of ethical teaching is Jesus teaching, so in everything, 
Do to others what you would have them do to you. For this sums up the law and the prophets. If you want to find out what the right and just and appropriate thing to do is, think about what you'd like them to do to you in a similar situation, and then go do that. Then Jesus takes this up a whole, a whole other notch. And what I want us to do is to look together at this passage in Luke 6, 27 to 36. And I would read it for you, but what I found is that when I read the Bible, people's eyes glaze over. Your, your eyes wouldn't do that, but a lot of people's eyes would. And so I've asked a reader's theater team to come up and read it for us. And they're repeating certain lines to make it kind of emphasis. So if the reader's team could come up and read this loudly for us, that would be good. This is Luke 6, 27 to 36. And if you have a Bible, you might want to open to it. All right, give me a hand, would you? Good job. <clears throat> Hopefully that kind of reading helps you sort of sink into your head what Jesus is actually saying. Because if we can get this, it'll, it'll take us up another notch in being disciples that learn how, learn what grace really is in practice. So let's start. The first, uh, first thing Jesus says, I just need to stop. This is not just sort of average Christianity, okay? This is radical. This is radical Christianity. It's grace that Jesus is talking about here. He says, but I tell you who hear me, love your enemies, do good to those who hate you, bless those who curse you, pray for those who mistreat you. What? Love your enemies. Now, I started thinking about my enemies. I don't have a lot of enemies, but I have, I can remember the, the guy that lived across the, well, the fence line from us. There was no fence. We live out in the country on some acreage, and he had another piece, and his wife had a horse, and he wanted a fence. A fence! And we didn't need a fence, but... He wanted a fence, so he said, would you pay half of my $8,000 fence? And I didn't really want to pay half of his $8,000 fence. And so he got nasty. And I, I had an old transit, one of those things that contractors use. You sight down sight lines. And I put stakes in to show where that line was. And he ripped the stakes out. And he got nasty to us and told off Gene loudly and told me off loudly. And uh, one time he called up the newspaper, the local newspaper, and slandered us to the paper. They didn't print it, but we learned later. And he called the fire department, and you're supposed to have 100 feet around your house of clear space. And so we hadn't quite done that. So the inspector came out to check because this guy was trying to make life miserable for us. Do you get the picture? Do anyone have anyone that you've ever known the kind of like that? You don't have any enemies? Oh, you people are blessed. Um, 
no horrible relationships with an abusive husband or daughter-in-law or parent or son-in-law. Nothing like that. You guys are just the salt of the earth. How about uh, a boss at work? Have you all had good bosses in your life? Come on. Uh, there's all, I mean, some, some bosses are great. But some bosses follow what is known as the Peter Principle. Some management guy named Peter said, people are promoted to their own level of incompetence. I've had bosses like that, that they, they don't have a clue. And when I try to say what we should do, then they get mad at me. You, anyone had bosses like that? Hello, people, I'm here. Anybody? One in the back. I'm glad, someone's listening. Um, then there's the matter of racial mistreatment of Asians. That's tough. This has been a hard time for the Asian community. And people that do nasty stuff, does that, do you understand what I'm talking about when I say enemies? We've all got enemies of one kind or another through our lives. And Jesus says, love your enemies, do good to the racists, bless those who curse you, pray for those who mistreat you. That's hard. I wish I could say that I had always done that. I wish I could say that, that I lived up to this standard, but I'm, I'm starting to understand that what Jesus is talking about, this kind of love is the God kind of love. Not the human love. It's the God kind of love. Now, Jesus gives a couple of examples. Um, I don't think this is uh, ethical teaching he's giving here. I think this is an example of someone mistreating you. Okay? If someone strikes you on one cheek, turn to him the other also. We're, we're talking about loving enemies here and praying for people that abuse you. Turn to him the other also. If someone takes your cloak, don't stop him from taking your tunic. What? Now, out of this, some people have decided this was an ethical principle teaching pacifism that we should not uh, uh, join the army and be involved in any kind of military thing. I don't really think Jesus is saying that at all. I think he's saying, he's talking about enemies and he's talking about loving them. This is an example of radical love. Another example, this time an example of radical generosity. Give to everyone who asks you. And if anyone takes what belongs to you, don't demand it back. See, this is not what normal humans do, right? <laughs> I mean, maybe not what I would normally do. You guys are really better than this, right? Someone does something bad to you, 
Well, you find some way to get back at them. If someone insults you, maybe you can come up with a zinger that puts them in their place. That's how, how, how our world works, but that's not how Jesus works. He says, love your enemies. Pray for those who despitefully use you. Going back to the old King James Version, if you remember those days. Now, um, this is hard. This is hard. Jesus is asking us to do something which is not in our human nature. It's in God's nature. What is grace again? Grace is favor that is neither earned or deserved. So let me talk about what grace is not. Grace is not being a patsy for people to take advantage of. I really don't think that's what Jesus is getting at here. You know, someone comes up and whaps you. Oh, do it again, do it again. Or, oh, please don't hurt me. I don't think Jesus is saying that we should be a patsy for every bully. He's teaching us a radical kind of love. Uh, grace is not being a good, upright, just person. What? Okay, let me just say this again. Grace is not being a good person. Grace is something that goes beyond being a good person and a fair and a just person. It's someone that loves somebody that doesn't deserve it and hasn't earned it. That's grace. That's different than justice. That's different than fairness. That's different than even-handedness. God requires of us justice, but he's calling us to be like he is, to be able to show real grace. Grace is not equity. The golden rule teaches a kind of equity, and that's good because it helps us understand what is really appropriate and right in the situation. Some people twist it and say, well, do to them uh, as they do to you. That isn't what it says. <laughs> treat them the way they treat you. No, and that's not what it says. And grace is not reciprocity. Reciprocity is one of those fancy words that means uh, uh, treat someone the way they treat you. Show revenge. Uh, Paul talks about this. Oh, excuse me. Uh, Jesus talks about this in verse 32. If you love those who love you, what credit is that to you? Even sinners love those who love them. And if you do good to those that do good to you, what credit is that to you? Even sinners do that. And if you lend to those from whom you expect repayment, what credit is that to you? Even sinners lend to sinners expecting to be repaid in full. So grace is not giving something Expecting you to give it back to me. It's not that. I mean, it would be nice if you did that. But that's not what grace is. Grace is a whole different level that Jesus is calling us to. So what might grace be? And I'm trying to think in our world, and I, need, I want you to help me with this. What does grace look like? There's an off-ramp off of I-80 at Greenback. Greenback. 
that if you get off on that off-ramp, there's always a homeless person sitting there with a sign that says, we'll work for pay. They don't really want you to ask them to put them to work, usually, but they would like you to, to give them something, you know. You ever conflicted when you come by somebody that's asking for money? I think that that even-handedness would say, well, <clears throat> let them work for it. And they ought to if they can. But grace says, let me help you. Grace says, I have compassion for you. But they don't deserve it. No. <laughs> but grace isn't about what they deserve. Grace is about the giver, about the giver's love. Now, I told you at the beginning this was hard, didn't I? And some of you were struggling with this and saying, what are we doing here? Uh, grace is, is refusing to take revenge. Uh, someone's done something to you, and you are ready to punch their lights out, but you wouldn't do that. But you think about it. Grace is refusing to take revenge. What else? What is an act of grace? I mean, giving something to someone that doesn't deserve it. Can you think of any good examples that occur to you of what grace is in our world? Grace is favor that is neither earned nor deserved. Radical grace is actively doing good to those who hate you. Uh, love your enemies, Jesus said. Do good to them and lend to them without expecting to get anything back. Grace is favor that is neither earned or deserved. It's favor for the undeserving. Now, I, I believe that when I go to the bank to ask for a loan for my house, to buy a house, I think it's entirely appropriate for the bank to charge me interest and expect me to pay the money back. Would you agree? Yeah, right. But Jesus is talking about lending to enemies when they're in trouble, when they don't have enough food. We, in America, we live pretty comfortably, most of us. But I have a friend in Africa that occasionally needs food because there just isn't, just isn't enough to go around. Right now in Africa, North, East Africa, they're having a, a, a huge famine and drought. Now, I could loan him the money, or I could give it to him. Loaning him the money is just and fair. Giving him the money is grace kind of low-level grace, because if he were my enemy and I gave it to him, that's something even bigger. 
Jesus is calling us to a kind of love that he exercises to people that don't deserve it. Which comes out in the last verse of our passage. Then your reward will be great and you will be sons of the Most High. Because he is kind to the ungrateful and wicked. Be merciful, just as your father is merciful. Show grace, you could say, in the same way that your heavenly father shows grace, who sent Jesus to die for us while we were yet sinners. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believes in him shall not perish, but have everlasting life. Be merciful, just as your father is merciful. I hope that this sermon troubles you when you go home. I said at the beginning, this is one of the hardest passages in the Bible to get our head around. And the reason is, is because it's not human nature to do what I'm talking about. It's divine nature. God is trying to work in me to learn to be like he is in this world. Not to be a fool, not to be an idiot, but to love deliberately the undeserving. Let's pray together. Our Father, thank you for this time we've had to worship you and sing and praise your name. Thank you, Lord, for the ministry of this church over the many decades in Sacramento. I pray, Lord, that you would continue to touch people's lives because of this church. And Lord, as we go from this place, I pray that you would help us, remind us of grace, O oh God, in situations where, that we're in that we could show grace even though it's not deserved. Help us, O oh Lord, to be like you. Oh, Father, in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. God bless you all.